This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. A small town south of Chicago reveals the past and the future of craft brewing in Illinois. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Craft beer is a big business in America. And like other states, Illinois has seen a recent boom, not just in the city, but in small towns. Thornton is one of them. It's about 35 miles south of the Loop, and it's home to one of the state's oldest brewing sites. The original brewery building was built in 1857, and it remains today as the core of Thornton Distilling. To get the full story, we've got our architecture sleuth, Dennis Rodkin. He joins us now for the latest in our series, What's That Building? Dennis, how'd you come across this building? You know, this this is one where they called me. They heard our pitch at the end of the show saying, if you've got an idea, and they called ah, me and said, So you mean those work? We have. The, it those works. actually Thank work? You very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Well, I saw you tweet last week a picture from the, the brewer's vault. It was dark and mysterious. I was like, what is he? What is this? And of course, you said you teased, I'll talk about it next week on Reset. So I was like, great, <laughs> I'll learn yeah. more. But but for those who didn't see that picture, help us visualize this distillery. What What's it look like? Well, yeah, so that picture was the, the old lager vault, a stone lined, a limestone lined vault. It's essentially half barrel shaped that was built underground and it has the head of the artesian well which we'll discuss and then essentially next to this vault was the brewing building um there are there are generations there's been brewing on this site since eight as early as 1836 one brewer was there from 1857 and built the building that stands there now in the 1860s red brick you know if you go to galena or you go to places that weren't destroyed in 1871 by a fire in illinois you see a lot of buildings like this the the basic uh, milk milk carton shape of a red brick building with a peaked roof some uh italianate trim hoods over the windows it, and a and a limestone foundation you see these all over the older towns that, as I say, weren't destroyed as Chicago mm-hmm. was. So so how much work went into restoring the original brewery building? You know, a lot. They spent two years. And so we're talking about that 1867 building, but there are wings that were added over time. There's a big uh, room with a bow truss ceiling that I, I believe is from the 1920s. This This is really a complex and, and it used to be 40,000 square feet. It is now 20,000. A bunch of it was taken down in order to build uh, senior living apartments next door. But uh, this is quite a complex. And so what they did, what Thornton Distilling did, was they went in and so I mentioned that vault. It's smaller than it used to be. It's not as long a barrel mm-hmm. as it once was. And all the stone they took from that to build a really beautiful limestone bar. So though the bar is only a few years old, the stone in it was quarried sometime in the 19th century. Um, they've turned the, the brewer, uh, Bielfeldt, 
lived in the building as well as brewing in the building. And sort of the, the family space upstairs is now a wedding venue with this beautiful staircase. Uh, they spent two uh-huh. years doing it. And then unfortunately they finished right as we were hit with COVID. Yeah, I could totally see weddings happening there. That makes sense. Uh, you oh, yeah. talked you, you talked for the story. You talked with the, the company's founder, Thornton Distilling's founder, Andy Howell. Uh, you were trying to learn more about you know what drew him to this space. What did he say? Well, it's kind of interesting. He, you know, when you talked about how there's been this boom in breweries, distilleries, a lot of them, you know, you can take a blank room and turn it into a brewery, a distillery. He was really looking for something with history. He wanted to go into the craft distilling business. He was primarily looking on the north side of Chicago. And then he hooked up with this developer who owned this space that who, as I said, was building uh, senior living apartments on part of the site, who said, come see what I've got. And he went and looked. And um, you can see when, when Andy shows you around the building, you can see how his eyes must have lit up when he walked in the first time, because they do now, because it has so much history. There was brew, as I said, people started brewing on the site in the 1830s, but one, one continuous stretch uh, from, uh, sorry, from 1857 to 1955, not counting the 13 years of prohibition when it was a soda pop distillery, mm-hmm. but the rest of that century, beer was brewed there. Um, and so it, it's the kind of place that he's got, they've found bottles, they've found postcards, they've found so many things wow. that, yeah, it gives it a history. You're not just you know, in a place that says we make great distilled spirits. It's it's been going on here since probably since the 1830s, but definitely since the 1850s. Well, here's another piece of uh, pretty cool history. Howell likes to believe that the site was originally woman owned. Yeah, it's very interesting. He refers to it as probably the first woman owned brewery and it's likely to be one of the earliest woman-owned businesses of any kind in illinois so in 1836 the land was owned uh by the berry family and hannah berry was the head of the family she had a tavern just about a block or two blocks from this site and her son this is when the brewing starts on this site her son is brewing on this site using the waters from the artesian well So that means that she was in charge, which makes this, in the 1830s, a woman-owned business, a woman-owned brewery. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about Thornton Distilling, which is at one of the oldest brewing sites still standing in Illinois. It's for the latest in our series, What's That Building? And our trusty guide, of course, is Dennis Rodkin of Crane's Chicago Business. So talk more about this, this artesian well, you know, underneath the building, you got the chance to see it on one of the I tours. Did. Can you describe what you saw? Well, what you see is a pipe and a, and a well cap because what they're they're pulling water up from the aquifer, hundreds of feet below the ground. But um, this people have drunk from this artesian well for centuries. Um, I think you know there there are Native American sites that are very well documented right around that Thornton area. Um, indigenous people were living right nearby a village of at least 2,500 people was living right nearby as much as a thousand years ago, one of the best documented indigenous sites in Northern Illinois. And according to Debbie Lamoureux of the Thornton Historical Society, there used to be one of those trail trees, a marker tree, a bent tree to point you directly at that artesian well. Um, Even if that tree did not exist, 
they were living right nearby and there's this source of fresh water, it's pretty clear that they would have used it. And it appears that there was a directional tree saying, go drink there, the water's great. My goodness. So it was a valuable water source for people living in the area a thousand years ago? Yes. Yeah. Indigenous people? uh, Indigenous people. And then, so of course, there is this sort of unfortunate turn in the history because then it gets enclosed by a building. The the well, the fountainhead of the well is in this uh, lagering vault, uh, which is what happened when the land was settled by Europeans. Um, so that's that's an unfortunate turn in the story. But yes, it's true that people have been drinking from and with the distilled spirits getting drunk from uh, this artesian well for something like a thousand years. Jeez. The um, the site is also well documented for its, its copper based metal artifacts. Dennis, what did you learn there? Well, that's the interesting thing. When you, if you look into this, it's called the Hoxie Farm site because ultimately uh, the Hoxie family, European settlers were there. But um, the the people who lived in that part of um, what's now Cook County for hundreds of years were using copper tools. Uh, and and again, archaeologists have documented it as one of the richest troves of pre-settlement tools in this part of the state. Mm-hmm. Let's talk more about what the property was used for other than brewing beer. At one point you mentioned uh, that it operated as a soda pop maker, but I know there's more to the story, isn't there? There is. And it's sort of interesting. There's a, you know, anywhere you go in Northern Illinois, you hear that that existed at the time. You hear that Al Capone was somehow connected. If he wasn't, his girlfriend was, or if his girlfriend wasn't, somebody related to him was. But it does appear to have been documented that uh, his people came down. So, you know, Thornton is 35 miles south of downtown. And in the 20s, they sort of come in and, and muscle out. Uh, during Prohibition, they muscle out the, the owners of the soda pop place and they take over. And when you go there, when especially if Andy Howell gives you a tour, he can show you on the walls the pictures of um, Capone's lieutenants who were there and he'll show you uh he can tell you the biographies of each and every one but they Mm -hmm. appear to have taken over and then after uh the chicago mob fades and after prohibition is over brewing happens there there are i I think a series of four companies between the end of prohibition in the early 30s and 1955 when brewing ends on that site i think it's four different brands that all you know, everybody tries and does it for a few years and then passes along. And then after brewing ends there in the 50s, there were a lot of different uses. It's been a restaurant. It's been an auto body shop. Uh, and then it was purchased in the 2010s by this developer who was putting the senior housing, senior apartments on the site. And yeah. he had this gem. He, you know, what should I do with this? And mm-hmm. hooks up with Howell who says, oh, it's got this this uh, distilled alcohol history they were brewing beer he's distilled spirits it's got this history let me hook up with that if you've had a question brewing about a building or place around chicago well tell us about it leave a voicemail at 888-915-9945 and we may just put our architecture sleuth on the case that's all for reset i'm sasha ann simons have a wonderful weekend
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.